Hey guys, Jason Davis here. Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and in ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at TuttleTwins.com or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners. Check out the Tuttle Twins and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's nonstop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Hey, welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. Thanks for being here. Jason Davis back. And uh, we are now past the midterm selection uh, period has closed. And as you may have known, um, Arizona is turning blue. So I'm going to have somebody uh, that we've talked to in the past, but not for a while, come back. Uh, Arizona businessman, true constitutional patriot, and former U.S. Senate candidate, Daniel McCarthy is back. Daniel, thanks for coming back. How are you? Great, Jason. Thank you for having me, as always. Yeah, uh, thanks for being had. That's what I always say. So, <laughs> so the midterm selection is over. And as a lot of us have been telling people over the last, you know, a couple of years, they didn't fix the election system here in Arizona and they had ample opportunity to do so. And now everybody's really surprised that Carrie Lake has lost the governor's seat and and, you know, fake Blake Masters lost the Senate race and all these other races, secretary of state and so on and so forth. So. Just for people that don't really know what's going on, real quick, let's give a synopsis of what's happened over the last two years, and then I'll get into some of the stuff that's going on uh, present day. Yeah, in my opinion, we're living through, I call it Arizona, the front lines of the technic technocratic Cold War or the, you know, you want to call it a deep state takeover, whatever you want to call it. It's it's happening here in Arizona more blatantly than any other state, in my opinion. I noticed it really starting in, you know, really from Doug Ducey's reign of terror uh, on, you know, before before all this started. But I guess I guess to catch people up to speed over the last couple of years, we didn't fix the election systems. So the election systems in our state are very prone. They, they could be corrupted very easily because what counts our votes are machine counting. So every ballot is counted by a machine. And obviously, if you allow for machines that could be hacked into uh, to count your votes, they can simply just set up a algorithm or set up a type of mechanics to to manipulate the vote however they want to. And they can backfill it in with ballots very easily. This isn't this isn't that hard to figure out. And 
I think for good conservatives, you know, Republicans, they can't fathom the idea that their vote actually isn't counting. So I think over the last two years, what we witnessed was kind of people in just substantial denial that what happened to me in 2020, what happened to Trump in 2020, those were all just, you know, oh, you know, just it, it can't really be. And then I guess they had to learn it again. I, I don't know how many times people have to learn this, uh, the same, the same thing. Yeah, I know. Well, and, and of course, so what you're talking about, let's, like the 2020 election, pretty much everybody thinks that Trump was robbed and, you know, and then yet no one is willing to pass election reform. So the Patriot party of Arizona, which, you know, you're heavily involved with, they introduced house bill 2289, or what later became House Bill 2289 to fix elections. So that was one day, one vote on paper, precinct polling, hand count, no machines, right? And um, for some reason, the GOP here in Arizona, you know, the Speaker of the House, Rusty Bowers, tried to block it. He tried to kill the bill. And then the Senate President, Karen Fan would not bring this bill to the floor for a vote. And then you have all these other, you know, MAGA organizations like Turning Point USA and, you know, all these others that didn't lift a finger to help and, and actually ran interference to block this bill. And then they have the audacity to go online and try to gaslight everybody that, you know, the elections are rigged. So, so I mean, what in the world? I like, what is it going to take for people to understand that these machines hooked up to the Internet can give you proportional fractional voting? I mean, it's built into the software. Uh, what's it going to take for people to get it? Well, I'm glad you brought this up, okay? Because you you reminded me of what really has happened over the last couple of years. Let's go back when Carrie Lake reached out to me uh, before she had decided supposedly to run. Her team reached out to me. We set up a meeting. This was this was right at the time we we had the rusty recall going on. So for those that weren't paying attention that that closely. The Patriot Party ran a recall effort against Rusty Bowers. Reason being is because we needed to we needed to get Rusty Bowers out of there in order to get our the bill that Jason was describing, which is a very simple bill. One day, one vote on paper, in person, no machines, no mail on ballots. It's it just brings us back to the voting the way it's supposed to be done. Well, we we started the recall effort because we knew that strategically we were going to have to have a, a a valid recall against Rusty Bowers in order to have a chance to get this law passed into law. Well, we went. Carrie Lake came to me. She sat down in my office. By the way, we sat there, uh, and over a period of an hour, which by the way, I have this this whole conversation recorded. I should share it with you sometime offline, just so you have it. But we we sat with her for an hour. I could tell within the first five minutes that she was controlled opposition. She has no idea what she was doing. She was completely clueless. And not just that, she was she was uh, surrounded by Obama people. The guy that came into the meeting with her was an Obama guy. And I said, I said, Carrie, I said, do you even understand who this guy is? I said, this is a joke. I said, why are you even here? I mean, what, what are we doing here? Um and it was it was a very odd conversation, but I did extend her the opportunity. I said, Carrie, here's how you can show the grassroots and the people that you're real. All you would have to do is, is use your your notoriety, use your your fame as, uh, to recall, help us recall Rusty Bowers and help us pass this law. If you were to do that, 
myself and many others would gladly get behind your campaign. I, I, I mean, I, at the time, mind you, I was very seriously considering running for that position of governor, not under the context that voting was real, but because we just wanted to use the campaign to get our to get our message out there. Uh, that's why we campaign now at this time, just so your audience knows. That's a little side note. But the moral of the story is, is that we went to care. Carrie came to us. We had this conversation. We, we pleaded with her to help us and she refused to do so. Not only did she refuse to do so, like you said, her along with Turning Point, along with Donald Trump, along with many others that are everyone's mega heroes, what they did was they ran interference directly stopping people from applying pressure on the state legislative body to get these laws passed. We've done this before. So this isn't my first rodeo getting laws passed. I mean, I've been involved with this stuff for a long time and we've done some amazing things at the Capitol. We know how to apply pressure on the politicians to get them to pass our law. There was if we were going to change elections in Arizona, it would have had to have been done in the 2021 session or maybe maybe the the next session, which, again, we were on borrowed time at that point. But moral of the story is, is that. You know, no one, no one that was supposedly here to help everybody was helping. Take Blake Masters. Okay, great example. Blake, everyone's like, oh, yeah, Blake Masters, he's going to help us. Blake Masters is was running Governor Ducey's pack. Okay, there's a pack that Governor Ducey is in control of. Blake Masters was running it in the 2020 cycle. So everyone's like, oh, Blake Masters, some outsider, you know, no, he's some probably closeted whatever, you know, it, 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 from he's Peter Thiel's, you know, buddy, you know, they're, they're, they're a bunch of homos from, from California. And, and to, to make matters worse, this is a guy that was giving money to a gay couple in California uh, to the tune of about $2 million or so. I forget exactly the, the exact numbers from this pack. That was supposedly designed to help Republicans in Arizona. So that was what, that's what Blake Masters was doing be, right before he became everyone's mega hero here in Arizona. And it's it's increasingly frustrating. I don't mean to be so you know obviously brash about it. It just gets to the point where these candidates are fake. That the the system is designed to to fake people. It's we have to be smarter. Uh, we have to be smarter, and and unfortunately, right now uh, we're playing catch up, and it's it's hard to do, you know. Yeah, so that brings me to where we're at today. So essentially, you have basically what I see as two two kind of groups of people out there right now. Um, you've got people that still like all over social media today, and you know my audience. I'm getting comments and things like that all the time people still think that they're going to, you know, call Sheriff Lamb or, uh, you know, Donald Trump is going to call the military in to take control of, which is totally absurd. I mean, and, you know, these people still think there's going to be accountability, even though we're still voting on the same system that we used in 2020. And this is not just in Arizona. I want everybody to know that this is happening all over the country. Okay. This is not just an Arizona thing. Um, but, they still think that, you know, somehow we just have to vote harder or, you know, somehow there's going to be accountability. So you have You're those right. people. Yeah. So then you have those people. And now you have a, an emerging group 
a, a second group of people that's emerging. And just to be completely transparent, I find myself in the second group myself. Um, I don't, because you just nailed it right on the head. I mean, the whole system is fake. The candidates are fake. The elections are fake. So voting is fake. And I'm at the point now where, like, I don't really see any point in voting. Um, maybe you can convince me otherwise. But if that's the case, and that's where a lot of these people are, are starting to kind of move to, where do we go from there? Okay, this is a great question. Um, it's why I've if you anybody that's been watching my social media, if you can find it, I mean, it's so shadow banned. But if you can follow me on social media, you'll see what I've been trying to promote. We have to take over the executive branch of the federal government by way of taking over the presidency. Uh, we have to do it in 2024. And we have to take the next two years and build and win the hearts and minds of as many Americans as possible and give them the stomach for what we're going to have to do because we can do it peaceably and politically. I'm not, I would never advocate for anything other than that. So the way that has to be done is, is understanding that the state legislative bodies of each individual state, they are the ones that actually select which electors go to DC and select the president of the United States. So over the next, basically, we've got until, you know, we basically got about a year from from right now, about a year and a couple months where we have to educate as many people as quickly as possible that they have to get their state legislative body to select the correct person to run our country and get us out of this mess as quickly as possible. We really need at this time, we need a, a, a surgeon that has never performed this surgery before because this surgery has never been performed before in human history. We need somebody that can lead us out of this communist insurrection and make no mistake about it. That's what's happening right now. And if we have that person that is capable of performing this surgery, we need to elevate that person to the level of president of this country. And the only way of doing that is getting every state legislative body to actually select that person because voters do not vote for the president of the United States. You, you, by way of you voting, it doesn't circumvent. It doesn't Trump the actual law uh, of the United States constitution, which is article two, section one. So in article two, section one of the United States constitution, this cannot be bypassed by state law. Even if your state has a different law on the books, it, it's actually null and void. Your state legislative body actually has the decision-making ability of who is sent, what electors are sent to select your president. So it becomes a little nuanced, and trust me, it's a Hail Mary, but it's why I'm very seriously in the process of considering running for president because unfortunately right now, I, I'm looking very closely out there and I don't see anybody out there that can actually, uh, first of all, be trusted to do it. Uh, because I don't think anybody really understands the surgery that that needs to be done. And, and I, I know that's like I said, I, I that doesn't satisfy the urge and the primal instincts that I think most Americans have. So in conjunction with a complete educational campaign that has to go around educating citizens of 
how we need to select our president and how we need to select someone that truly can actually perform this surgery. Simultaneously, we need to convince people to get out of these metropolitan cities. 90% of our population is sitting inside of congested cities in this country. And those cities are prone to be controlled, manipulated, and worst case scenario, fenced in uh, and, and enslaved very easily. And people say, well, that's that sounds crazy. I mean, I think you saw a round of it with COVID. And I think the next round from here could be far worse. So my strong suggestion to anyone listening to this is if you're comfortable inside of a city, I would stop being comfortable and I would get out. I would have I would recommend to everybody to to find somewhere outside of these major metropolitan areas to live. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And you're absolutely right. And that's that's one of the main goals of the Great Reset. If you read, they want everybody in these big, smart cities where they can control everything that happens and monitor you, you know, 24 seven. So uh, I'm going to push back on you a little bit um, with three. There's three things that come to mind with what you just said. So number one, you're absolutely right. According to the letter of the U.S. Constitution, that is how the president is elected. So we have a vote in the state and then your state body, you know, is is going to basically select the electors to go. Now, normally that's the result of the popular vote, but. The failsafe there is in the case of fraud, your state body, your state legislative body has the ability to override that and say, no, there was a lot of fraud. We're not going to send those. We're going to send a different slate of electors. That's what you're saying. Now, now my first point to that is number one, that is correct. But number one, they don't they haven't followed the U.S. Constitution in, you know, (laughs) probably probably 80 years. Everything. You know, every about 98 percent of what the federal government does is actually unconstitutional. So the Constitution has completely failed to do the things that it's supposed to do. So why should we believe that that's going to work? And on top of that, this just happened and we tried to do it. You were down there. You tried to make that happen in 2020. You tried to get our slate body to send the Trump electors. And we saw what happened. So. How is that going to work if that's the plan? I, I listen. I'm I'm with you 100. percent I think it's a hail mary. I think um, in many ways the challenge for all of us is internally figuring out how we can justify working as hard as what we need to work over the next couple of years from the standpoint of just educating people or the standpoint of making the sacrifices that we have to make. And I know that this is, um, I know that for a lot of people, it's like, they feel like you do. Like, what's the point? We've already tried this. But I want to ask everyone listening to this. Did we try as hard as we could have? Did we do everything we could? Did we, did we, did we put ourselves in the position that our, that our forefathers did and, and the, and the founders of our countries did where they, where they were able to make an appeal to heaven? Because here's what I'll tell you is, is that if that, if we can't answer that question and say, yes, I did everything I possibly could, I did everything possible that we possibly could politically, then we, we must continue that fight and we must continue to fight politically because that's the only way that we're going to be able to make that appeal. Um, 
and 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 I strongly advise everyone listening to this too is is we have to we have to remember Donald Trump was and, and I mean I'm sorry to break this to everybody he was never real he was never he was there as a controlled opposition he always was that New York liberal so of course our efforts were going to be in vain with Donald Trump because he he literally systematically didn't do any of the things that he could have done to claim his presidency for a second term. On top of that, during his first term, let's go through the list. You know, eight trillion dollars printed off the Operation Warp Speed. You know, we've ne- we've changed the culture of our world forever with the needles and the mask. Uh, this is somebody who. On top of that, created the first ever national database. I can go through a laundry list of things that Donald Trump did in his four years of presidency. All the while, he told you he was a conservative. He was doing the most liberal things in the world. So with that being said, you know, in a lot of ways, I, God works in mysterious ways. I, I I still have hope that we can get through this because we're still breathing. We're still talking. We're still in the freest country in the world um, to some extent. I mean, I, I understand where people could say otherwise, but, you know, we're, we're pretty free, you know. Um, so I still have optimism and I still have hope because I think with the right person at the helm and, and if we really have an authentic, real person there, we can actually perform this surgery politically. We do need to charge people with treason, though. Let me just make this clear. I want to I want to I, I say this, though, Jason, because I know a lot of people I talk to a lot of people about this. It's time to start charging people with treason. There are there are people that are committing uh, acts against our country, and many of them obviously are in Washington D.C. And I'm not suggesting that these people shouldn't be held accountable. Um, but in the moral of the story is: is until we can seize control, um, we have to do everything in our power to do so uh, politically. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And I'm glad you brought up Donald Trump because, again, there's a huge. I mean, probably seventy percent of Anybody that would be on, you know, what I would consider to be our side of the aisle is still supporting Donald Trump. And he no doubt is going to run again in 24. Um, They're already, you know, he's already starting to take shots at DeSantis and they're going back and forth at each other. So, I mean, you know, they're already setting this up to happen now. Now, I'm glad you brought it up because you're right. Donald Trump did a lot of questionable things. Like you said, he passed you know, the first ever gun database. I mean, more more gun control than Obama ever dreamed of with fix nicks. He exploded the national debt, as you mentioned. He uh, the warp speed thing, I mean, was terrible. And he still promotes that to this day um, as his greatest you know, accomplishment. And, you know, for all the things because Donald Trump did some good things, too. And for all the good things that he did, none of them were lasting. I mean, they all got erased with the stroke of a pen. So, you know, the wall and uh, the pipeline were halted immediately when Joe Biden took office. So, so I mean, anything good that he did was not a lasting good. Um, I'm glad you brought it up. But I do believe, I mean, do you think he went in with good intention and then he got? No. He got corrupted. Okay. So you think no. he was, it was just bad right from the get go. Yeah. Right. I think he, I think he's been groomed. I think he's been groomed since for 30, 40 years. I well, think the it's, guy. It's funny because you go in there and um, he goes in there trying to, you know, talking about draining the swamp. And then, you know, he surrounds himself with like swamp people for his whole term. I mean, it's just, 
it's kind of funny, but anyway, so you're right. You're right on the target with that. But what about, I mean, what about locally? I mean, don't we have the best chance on the state level because of the 10th amendment to basically just nullify anything that the feds try to do? Yeah, I think, I think we have uh, an opportunity at the state level more so than we've ever had before. I mean, I think that people are more awake now than they've ever been. It's just how do we organize? That's why the Patriot Party of Arizona is so important. I think that the Patriot Party, we need it. We need to actually uh, mobilize inside of a separate party outside of the Republican Party. Uh, I'm obviously I dedicated a tremendous amount of money uh, to the Patriot Party of Arizona to help them uh, get the signatures they need in order to become a party. They have the signatures to become a party. Um, but strategically, they withheld those signatures from the last cycle because they didn't want to be the blame of what why this was going to happen. And obviously, you can imagine right now, if there was a Patriot Party, we would have been the blame of what happened here, right? So I think strategically, it was wise to sit out this election cycle and let people experience this one more time. So that was the rationale behind that. Now that we're here... I am strongly advising and I'm I'm encouraging the Patriot Party to turn in their signatures, become recognized as a as a party uh quickly, as quickly as possible. And then from there, uh we will go on a campaign to attempt to get as many people to leave the Republican Party in Arizona. This is just an Arizona party, by the way. Leave the Republican Party of, of Arizona. And join the the Patriot Party of Arizona. And the reason we need to do that is because we must, we must punish the Republican Party for what they've done. And, you know, you again, it's it's a political option that we need to have uh, that we need to do immediately. Well, what you have here is you're, you have a lot. And what you're alluding to is the fact that you would have taken the blame for splitting the vote, right? That's what you're talking about. The Patriot Party would have been blamed for the big Republican loss because they yeah. split the vote. Okay. That's right. Okay. So, and and people are still going to think that way. I mean, even to this day, people still think that way. Um, here's what I would say. Even George Washington said that a two-party system would destroy America. So these two parties, what people need to really understand is both parties are working to the same end. They're two sides of the same coin. They're, you know, it's like a, it's like a movie. I mean, you have the bad guys and the good guys, but they're all just actors playing a part for one goal. And so, you know, I just, I wish everybody could see how, the Republican Party works against the American people and actually enables the Democratic Party to move us left every election cycle. Um, well, I, think, le- I, I think it's a it, well, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I actually think that the thing that needs to be described to people is, is that this goes back since the beginning of the Republican Party, the beginning of the Republican Party. If you look back at the history, what you'll find is, is um, Abraham Lincoln was a fan of Karl Marx. Oh this yeah. Is, I mean, you know, so people, people look at the whole history of the Republican party and, and you start to I mean, realize what you've been taught is maybe not correct. Oh yeah. And I mean, a Lincoln was an abomination. I mean, you, you talk about the constitution, this guy suspended habeas corpus. Yep. He locked up editors 
from newspapers. The guy was a complete, I mean, I don't want to get into I don't want to go down that tangent road today. <laughs> we'll, we'll have you back and talk about that some other time. But what, so last question, we all know that the elections are fake and they rigged the elections. So even if you run for president, Daniel, how in the world would you possibly get elected? Well, we, we again, I, I think it's a matter of inside the Republican caucuses, each state has a different process to select the Republican candidate. Obviously, I'd have to run as a Republican um, and I and I would intend on running as a Republican. But I, I would, you know, use each state's caucuses opportunity to try to, uh, you know, do the right thing, do it in the right manner. I think that. When I was in Iowa, I went. I went to Iowa, uh, you know, a few weeks back. I'm on a due diligence trip out there, and I, the people of Iowa actually take their responsibility very seriously. That's why you'll notice over the years, different candidates have won the Republican primary in Iowa, then actually went on to win the presidency. Um, I'm not naive, but I think it's imperative that we use the soapbox that comes with the presidential campaign to educate people as fast as possible and win as many hearts and minds as possible to our cause. Um, I think God has a way of working through the system and working through things. I do. I think our best days are ahead. I really truly believe that. I, I, I think that once, once we get through this as a country, we are going to see the next 5,000 year leap. And I think that we're going to lead the world in ways that we've never led the world before. So I'm, committed to that in my mind i i'm i'm fixated on this opportunity that we have to have the most individual rights the most individual freedom that any country has ever provided a human being ever and i just think that over time the truth wins and you know on our side we have the truth so as long as as long as you know we can put together a team of people on the ground in each state that can that can do the job you know stranger things have happened well, I love the optimism. Um, I think that you're right. I think that a key part of this is going to be God. I mean, this country has got to turn back to God. Um, we're under judgment now for all the things that we've done that have turned our back on God. And, and uh, you know, this country was founded uh, with God in mind, and I think it only works. And even the founders said, I mean, uh, Republic is only this is only going to work under a god-fearing nation and <laughs> I, I don't know we've you we have to win the hearts and minds but i think um i think we have to get everybody to turn back to god so yeah i i, I you said it very well uh it's we need a we need a christian revival in this country as bad as we need a a, a good leader uh obviously more so we need a christian revival so I think if people, you know, if we can humble ourselves to God and repent as a country and we can do that collectively, if we can do that together, I think what will people will be amazed by is how quickly we can turn this around. I think it's, of course, God wants to give us um, our country back. I, I think he's waiting for us to do what we need to do. So I appreciate the opportunity as always. And I hope that for your audience out there, I know you have a very lo loyal audience. Uh, I would ask all of you to please watch our stuff. And, and if when we do stuff, please help us out because it's not in vain. When you help us out, there's more strategy to what we're doing. It's, we, we have more things 
happening than just what you see at the surface. So when you help out our people on the ground here in Arizona, it's and thank you for helping Jason. And and this is the this is the type of media that has to get out there. So please spread the word to everybody uh, because you're not getting this anywhere else. I promise you. Well, I appreciate that. And you know, to find the Patriot Party of Arizona, it's stoptherhinos.com. Stoptherhinos.com. You can find Daniel at demanddaniel.com. Daniel McCarthy, Arizona businessman, former U.S. Senate candidate, maybe future U.S. presidential candidate. Daniel McCarthy, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Yep. Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation. 